0: This is Tracy, and this is Sheila, and we are Spy Fat Chicks,
1: and this is episode four. This episode is going to be about Mongolian hot pot. Mmm, so tasty. So delicious. This is uh, one of our two-parters on Asian food. We just did dim sum recently, now you're getting hot pot. First, we're going to talk a little bit about the food itself, and what it is, what you get, how you eat it. Then we're actually going to review a hot pot restaurant that's in the same area as the dim sum restaurant, the ginger and onion that we really like. So... Anything you want to add on in the beginning?
0: Here's a stay tuned feature. We just did our first pubcast, which will probably be going up after this. So next week you'll be able to have a fun podcast of Tracy and I podcasting from a bar.
1: It was interesting. It was a very interesting experience. This is take two for this episode. The first time we did it, we were down in Apple Annie's. And we don't know what happened, but we picked up this horrible noise in the background. And it wasn't the espresso maker. I don't know if there was interference from it on the table.
0: I don't know, but we or something we to in charge the, the episode, so this is yeah. the second recording of this episode.
1: It, if you put headphones on and listen to it, it was just going to break your ears. It was pretty bad.
0: We don't want to do that to you, because we love our listeners.
1: Yes, all four of you. So. Yes. <laughs> Again, write us, email us, comments, questions, requests, anything, we're lonely. We love Add comments us. on Facebook, on MySpace. On Twitter. If you really like the episode, tell a friend.
0: Yes, that's the best thing you could do. We don't want money. We want people to listen to us. So if you tell two people about how much you like us and how entertaining we are and all that jazz, then that'll be more to
1: us than anything. Exactly. Money is not important. Only feeding our egos. Fame. I don't want the fortune. I want the fame. I want to be infamous and notorious. No, wait. Maybe the fame will come later. Who knows? I Or the fortune. I'm famous in my own mind, that's good enough. So, on to Mongolian hot pot. A little background about the food before I even tell you what it is. Uh, It is also called shabu-shabu if you're going on the Japanese slant of it. Um, This type of cuisine really didn't appear in Japan until around the 20th century, though. So this is pretty much a true Chinese original. It is like fondue. You're taking things and you're putting it into a pot of boiling something. Well, if you're having cheese fondue, obviously it's not boiling, but you're taking things uncooked food or foods in general and putting them into a pot of something and then fishing them out and eating them. It's supposed to have its origins among Mongolian soldiers where they'd have a pot on the fire and they'd all pitch things into it and then fish them out and eat them. I don't really have a whole lot of concrete information about that. If anybody knows any more about it, I'd really appreciate a clue in. Give me an email.
0: Uh, We probably, we speculate that it's probably as old as boiled water. You know, as yeah. soon as people started boiling things way back in the day when we were hunter-gatherers in the Asiatic steppes, people were throwing, hey, I've got this in, I've got this mm-hmm. in, I've got this in. Let's fish it out and eat it all together communally.
1: Yeah, now if you're going to leave it in and scoop it out later, that's going to be a stew. If you're going to throw it in and fish it out right away and eat it because it's small bits, that would be something along the lines of Mongolian hot pot.
0: And it, it's way more efficient to cook it that way, to slice mm-hmm. the meat really, really tiny, rather than have it stew all day.
1: Mm-hmm less fuel to cook too, as well. So don't feel bad if you've never heard of this before, because until I went to China, I had honestly never heard of Mongolian hot pot. I read about it in the guidebook while I was getting ready to go to China, and I thought this is something I'd really like to check out. I know I'm going to be in kind of the northern, more northern areas of China. I'm sure I can run into a restaurant that has it. I my first opportunity was over a holiday weekend. Um, my the other teacher that was there with me, my comrade in arms, so to speak. Had gone away for the week to spend some time with one of our somebody he knew from college in another town, and I was staying where we were at the hotel. And our our boss, the vice president of the school, kidnapped me with her family. And who was that? Uh, Miss Liu, and And she was was Mongolian. (laughs) She was Mongolian, six feet tall. She used to do tai chi on the lawn of the school at six in the morning with a real sword. Not a woman you're going to mess with. But she took me to with her family to a Mongolian hot pot restaurant. First time I ever had it. Now. You have how you have it in China versus how you have it here is a little bit different. I'm just going to go with the full-blown Chinese description here. You walk into the room. A lot of places where you eat, you get your pri- a private room to eat. Big round table, big pot in the middle. Lots of little dishes around the pot. Everybody has their own little dish in front of them with their chopsticks. And sometimes you get like a little bag of seeds or something on the side as like an appetizer to munch on. And sometimes there's cold things around the t- the table as well, like pickled items that you can munch on while you're waiting for the food to come in the pot will be full of some kind of broth it's not just water it has something with flavoring in it what type of broth i have no idea in china i know here because the menus are in English, I have kind of an idea what the, the broths are going to be. But in China, I imagine it probably has some beginnings as a chicken stock, and it just went off from there. Or a
0: fish stock. Or
1: a fish stock. I, where I was, I think it might have been more of a chicken stock, but you never know. Because it was
0: more inland rather than being on the yeah, coast.
1: Yeah, so seafood was still really big. So you have these little dishes all around the pot, and they're full of different sauces. What you do is you take a little bit of each of these sauces, and you mix your own unique sauce blend. As you throw things into the pot and cook them and fish them out, you whip them into your little dish with the sauce, and you eat it. Some of the sauces would include spicy things, they would include sesame paste, they would include lotus paste. Lotus paste is delicious, kind of mm. tastes like peanut butter. Very Love good. it. Love anything including lotus paste. I've had so many things with it now, even since coming back from China. As you've heard in the dim sum episode, the little lotus paste balls, really good dessert. Moon cakes. Moon cakes. Oh, Full oh. of
0: deliciously awesome white, white lotus, bean, lotus paste.
1: White bean lotus paste or whatever, those mm. are great. And that's hot pot in a nutshell. It's very similar to fondue. It's a very social meal. It takes a long time to eat. You're not going to sit there and wolf it down like a McDonald's cheeseburger and run out the door. You're looking at investing a good hour to an hour and a half in your meal.
0: Again, it seems like we're looking at North American culture is, you know, wolf it down, get in, get out, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And in so many other parts of the world besides Europe, it's...
1: Food is leisurely.
0: Eat slow, drive fast.
1: Eat slow, get to know your diners uh people you're dining with, enjoy your food, enjoy the company, enjoy the conversation. It's a very social ordeal. You're not there to eat. You're there to socialize, which may be difficult if you don't speak the language. At this first hot pot meal, Miss Lou had very limited vocabulary. Her daughter had a little bit of English vocabulary, and then there's me with maybe four words of Chinese at the time. <laughs> so we, we did our best. There was a lot of, of pantomiming, but we managed to, to get through fantastic hot pot. There was another restaurant in a, a town over that we went to with some German friends of ours, ours. They had discovered. Same deal. You go in, they would ask if you wanted the broth spicy or not, and that would determine what mysterious lumps they would throw into the pot as they started it for you. And then you would order what you wanted to go into the pot. And the difference there was they had a little griddle that sat on top of the hot pot. The hot pot looked like an angel food, angel food cake pan. And it had a thing in the middle where a griddle would sit. And if you ordered the uh, stuff to go on the griddle, it came out in slightly thickly shaved bits of meat that were seasoned and you get like butter to put on it to lube up the grill and then you could throw the meat on it and fry it on there while you're waiting for your your water or your broth to get hot enough to be able to cook anything in it i haven't seen that any place except for that one place in Beauchamp. Hmm. but it was really good the meat i don't know what they marinated it in but it was almost like a marinade it was delicious i don't know if it, i think it was beef it didn't taste like mutton and it didn't taste like pork but God knows I was tricked by more than a couple dishes while I was there. Right. So just,
0: just by the spicing alone, right? Yeah.
1: Just by the spicing or how it was prepared. There's this the one dish oils
0: that you're not used to having yeah. here.
1: There's one dish. Every time we had it, we were the same dish over and over and we couldn't tell if it was chicken, pork or fish. We finally found out it was chicken, but it just, there were some days it tasted like like fish. Well, and then
0: their livestock there are raised a heck of a lot differently than ours are raised here. Yes.
1: So they have I more mean, flavor to them, to be honest. The chicken there is exactly. always great. Well,
0: they're all going to be free range, low, yeah. and they may or may not be getting fed um, fish meal for protein. True. That may
1: be why the chicken tasted a little bit more like fish, or it could have been that's the fryer they used, or whatever oils they were using that day. Who knows? (laughs) I don't know, but I digress. So that's Asian hot pot. Now, what would you throw in the pot? Anything you can think of, it's always raw. I've had um, beef, pork, mutton, all three of those are always, every time I've had them, they've been thinly sliced, almost like deli meat, but they're raw. I believe they freeze the cut of meat first and then slice it on a meat slicer. That would make a lot of sense. And it comes out like kind of rolled almost, which would explain the natural rolling of the meat as it comes out on these little trays. I've had chicken. I've had crabs. They take these um, smaller than a Maryland blue crab and they'd whip them into the hot pot and you'd fish those out. Usually they crack them in half first, cut them in half with a cleaver and then whip them in and you would fish them out and eat the meat out of the crab. Those were good. We had those, the um, Christmas dinner. The English teachers in the school came over and mm. made dinner for us. They made a giant hot pot, and they threw everything in it. The one older guy we taught with, I've never seen somebody wield a, cre- a cleaver like that before. <laughs> but he, he, the meat was not frozen. We didn't have a meat slicer, and he hand-chopped the meat to put it into the hot pot. Wow, of, and he was able beef. to
0: shave it off
1: and that it was thin. it was thinly sliced enough to easily cook in the hot pot. And he did it quickly with a cleaver. It was impressive. Darn. Yes, it was something to remember. I've had all manner of veggies. They would do um, tofu, which is actually very good in a hot pot. Don't like it by itself, but put it in a hot pot, and it really absorbs the flavors of the broth, and that's one of the few foods when you throw in a hot pot that really takes in the flavors of the broth. A lot of foods will Mm. take a little bit of the flavor, but not like tofu does. Right. Noodles, glass noodles, uh, regular Mm. noodles, anything you can think of you throw in there, all kinds of veggies, spinach, cabbages of all kinds, carrots, just about everything. Anything, you can put everything in there, but dessert, pretty Mm. much. And the social aspect is you, you put it in, you fish it out, you dump it in your, your sauce, and you go. You have a little skimmer sometimes to dump it out with. In China, we didn't have a skimmer, though. Right. You, you dug your chopsticks in and got healthy. That you. is
0: something that you mentioned before about how in the North American version, they have like, almost like, it looks like one of the little things that they use to fish golf balls out with, because it's like a tiny little, the technical term for it would be spider, where mm-hmm. it's got a wooden handle and then a little mesh mm-hmm. net made of metal. That you can fish things out with.
1: So the first time Sheila had this, actually, was in a place in Markham. Yes. Kind of across the plaza from the ginger and the onion, where we go for dim sum all the time. It was me, Sheila, our friend Rick, and our friend John. And this was just this past year. I'd always talked about hot pot and how I wanted to find a place that served it. And I have struck out for, oh, good lord, eight years at least, seven years in the States. Mm-hmm. Trying to find a hot pot restaurant. So we were in the plaza where the ginger and onion is and Rick had taken us one of the times to the bakery. Yes. And I had wandered down the strip away from the bakery while they were finishing paying and I found this restaurant that said Shabu Shabu Rolling Pot or Rolling Pot Shabu Shabu mm-hmm. I forget which one comes first and well, I kind of peeked pot in the window is the name of the window Yeah Rolling Pot the... Shabu Shabu is the name of the place it has it in the title and I peeked my head in the window and I said oh my god that's that's hot pot oh my god there's a hot pot restaurant here <laughs> woo ran back down and said, guys, guess what I found? We have to go! And we went back a couple weeks, and it was an experience. Now this is where we're gonna get into the actual review end of it of this restaurant.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, So when you first walk into Rolling Pot, it's a very clean, very nice restaurant. Uh, The staff there is shy Asian male teenager. (laughs)
1: Now, I've read some reviews online that slam the place for its cleanliness, but to be honest, I have never seen it be anything but, but clean when we've Looks been in fine there. to me, to be honest. I think what happens is the people who are reviewing this, it's, it is a late-night establishment, apparently it's open pretty late. We always go earlier in the day. Maybe it gets a little messier later on at night, around ten, eleven o'clock, Maybe. but we go around 3 or 4, and it's always almost impeccable. It's always Well, even clean. at dinner
0: time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed fine to me.
1: Maybe they're a little slow to clear the tables, but it's not... Dirty. I mean, you don't see anything no, alarming. there's no
0: bugs. There's nothing like that. They've
1: passed their food safety inspection. They have their I know, sticker like in the window. Is
0: very, very hardcore about that. So, yeah. if and it wasn't fit to be consumed, they wouldn't still be open.
1: And Sheila's a bit of a, a food safety fanatic. So, yeah. if, if it weren't up to her standard, she sh- certainly wouldn't let me take her back there. She wouldn't go in she tell me not to go. She doesn't want to deal with me being sick, that sort of thing. But yeah, you walk in and they will uh, point out a table for you to go to. Every seat in the place has its own burner. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those...
0: It's like one of those, like a halogen burner.
1: Like a high-tech where, space-age burner. <laughs> yeah,
0: like on those new stoves where it's totally flush and it's inset into the countertop mm-hmm. or the, the stove top. It's like
1: the black glossy burners. I don't know the exact term for I them. I think they're
0: actually called halogen burners okay. but I so, may be incorrect.
1: Every seat has one of those for your own. Now that this is one of the big differences I've seen between this place and Hot Pot where I was. We all shared a communal Hot Pot. At this place you get your own little pot to put your stuff in, which probably hygienically speaking is much better for you.
0: Mm, probably. But again, well I was, it is boiling water though, I mean.
1: Yeah, but again I was in the middle of you know, China. Middle of nowhere in China. It wasn't near a major city, and well... right. At least we had separate chopsticks for the raw meat.
0: As long as the (laughs) water is over 140 degrees, which since water boils at, you know...
1: No idea. (laughs) We'll look that one up and post it. I have no idea. Water boils at 100 degrees Celsius. So there you go. Let's move on from that one. Yes, let's. (laughs) (laughs) So you're pretty safe no matter what, but you get your own little uh, pot. And the menu is, is a laminated um, placemat-looking thing, and it has on the right-hand side all the different broths you can get. Now, you can get a broth and then order your food separately, and they have lunch deals that are like that where you get four of ten items you can choose from to put in your broth and things. I recommend, if you're going to go, get the all-you-can-eat special. Definitely. It's right around, give or take, $20. Comes with your drink, and it's worth it. And it lets you pick... From a lot of their broths, they have a couple broths that are a little bit extra, but then you can order anything you want. Doesn't cost you anything extra. There's probably a good two dozen broths to yeah. pick from, and about a quarter to a half of them don't cost anything extra. The most mm-hmm. I think any of them cost is like three dollars extra. Yeah. So it's it's really still fairly affordable, even if you bump it up a little bit and get something different. There was just a regular. They call it the regular broth, which I think has a chicken base. Mm-hmm. Then they have a spicy broth, which is scary. The winter melon. The winter melon is like. good. That was not the Japanese one. What was yeah. the Japanese one you had with seaweed in it?
0: I can't remember, but the subtext is Japanese-style broth.
1: Yeah, Sheila had I that I don't remember one. what
0: exactly the, what the Chinese name was called. But
1: One of the times we went was either Rick or Vicky had the chicken one. So And there was the peanut-based one that John had. It's a Thai-based yeah. recipe. The name completely escapes both of us right now. We're going to think of it at 4 in the morning. <laughs> or just drift off to sleep and say, it's blah, mm-hmm. and jump out of bed and post it. That one was, was pretty good, too. I tasted it. So you have a, a very large variety to choose from. I do not recommend the spicy. It's not to do with the taste. It's that it has a lot of bits floating in it, and by bits I mean crushed peppercorns, and it can mess with the texture of your food. Mm-hmm. Um, if that doesn't bother you, go for it. It was something that it annoyed me after a while.
0: There was just so much extra stuff in it. So much extra
1: texture that gave it flavor. It had a lot of flavor, probably the most flavor of any broth I've had, but it was just a pain in the neck. Mm -hmm. So I I really wouldn't recommend getting that. It's easier just
0: to get a plainer broth Mm -hmm. and have a spicier sauce Mm -hmm. to dip your cooked food in.
1: Which is another thing to talk about. When you walk in right in front of you, smack in the middle of the restaurant is the sauce bar. And this is about not quite two dozen different um, items that you can put in to make your sauce. And you go up and you help yourself. They have fresh little bowls there, so if you need a clean bowl because you put too many bits into yours and it's <laughs> a mess, or you've diluted it with too much broth and water dripping out of the hot pot, you can do so. Mm-hmm. So there's... I'll let Sheila tell tell you her favorite um, sauce blends. I really like her blend, too.
0: It's kind of like a, a barbecue-type sauce where it's got hoisin sauce, a little bit of the spicy chili sauce, like chili oil, a dab of sesame oil, uh, a little bit of garlic and a decent helping of soy sauce. So you've kind of got like a balance of the sweet, the spicy, mm-hmm. the savory.
1: And I really like the one she puts together. I usually do a bit of the golden garlic and there's a couple garlics on there, but the golden garlic seems like it has a more muted flavor. I do a touch of that. Cause I think it's roasted. Yeah. I do a touch of the sesame, A healthy dab of the red peppers cause I like spicy. And then a dash of soy sauce in it. And that's, I love the sesame. I need, I like that flavor in there. It has a nice texture too. It's very smooth, very blended. Mm. I think it really brings everything together. So, and there's a lot of different varieties you can do. I think there's just a plain barbecue sauce up there if you want. They have vinegar, which we'll talk about the vinegar later. Just plain vinegar. um, Chinese vinegar, very dark vinegar, very full-bodied. Really gut on a lot of different things. You can just have a bowl of vinegar to dip a lot of stuff in. It's delicious. I think it's
0: technically called Chang Kang vinegar.
1: I don't know if that's the brand of a name.
0: I'm not sure. I know it's like a very dark, almost looks like a balsamic vinegar, but it's milder than balsamic, Mm -hmm. and it's got a yellow label on it.
1: Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you make the ninja face, the wah face when you eat it, like balsamic can if you have just balsamic. Mm -hmm. It's very good. When you get your little placemat with the menu on it, they'll also bring you, if you're getting the all-you-can-eat, a paper list that you can check off what you want. The top half will have the different broths numbered. So you can either put a number next to it, if you're going to have more than one. Say you have a table of six people and three of them want the plain one, you put a little three next to it, or you can just put little X's. When you get to the bottom half, that has everything you can put in your hot pot. There's got to be 30 to 40 things on the list.
0: Definitely. Um, there's
1: beef, there's pork,
0: there's mutton, there's... Well, I guess it's actually lamb here. Yeah. It's not actually mutton. Yeah, it's
1: actually just lamb. Was I'm there sure. chicken? Yes. Yes. There's chicken, there's chicken wings to throw in. Um, there's, there's crab, but I think it's crab with a K, so we don't yeah. usually order it.
0: The other thing is, when you look at the menu and you see honeycomb, that's not what you think it is. Oh, no, 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 no. That is organ meat. It's technically the lining of the intestine. Um, in the south, it would be called chitlins, or in Britain, it would be tripe.
1: Tripe. That's the name up north, too. Yeah. And what, the area where I'm from, it would be called tripe. If you're into that, go, go for to it. Town. Get it. You can throw have it my into share. your pot. Don't expect us to eat anything out of your pot after you put that in there. I am I'm not a fan. I have no desire to ever have that mm-hmm. with my my hot pot. But when I did
0: see it in the case, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I can see why they call it that because it does have it that honeycomb, like honeycomb pattern on mm-hmm.
1: it. There's dumplings. Get the dumplings. They're fantastic. I don't know where they get them from. I don't know if don't they, know. they make them in house or if they have like a little frozen. Chinese lady
0: chained to a stove making them or
1: what? I don't know, but they're dumplings. You get them, you throw them in the hot pot till they float and they're cooked. They're really good. And that's mm-hmm. where the vinegar comes in. Chinese dumplings really are best when eaten with a Chinese vinegar. I used to be a heretic. I used to eat them with soy sauce until I went to China. And then when you go to a dumpling restaurant, like in Beijing, they aren't going to have soy sauce on the table for you. They're going to have little pourers, little spout pourers of vinegar. It brings out so many of the flavors with in the dumpling, and it really complements the, the flavor of the wrapper as well. And
0: it doesn't overpower it, because mm-hmm. as, if I could say anything about Chinese vinegar, it's more like an apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. in its intensity, but it's more like a balsamic with the, the complexity of flavor. Yes. Exactly.
1: Yes. In fact, we're out. We're desperately seeking a Chinese grocery store. We can buy some more right now. So if anybody in the Toronto area can give us directions to a good Chinese grocery store that sells vinegar, for the love of God, please email us at zvifatchicks at gmail.com. I I am going through withdrawal right now. I haven't been able to make dumplings since we've left Morgantown. So the dumplings on the menu get them. Um, There's all manner of vegetable. Everything from lotus root to... Tarot Tarot root to spinach, to different kinds of cabbage. Watercress. watercress. The watercress is really very good. good. It's kind of peppery. I wasn't sure I was going to like it the first time we ordered it and threw it in there, but it's actually one of my favorites now. The spinach is fantastic in it. Oh, very good. I, I love the spinach in hot pot, no matter I have what I've like had.
0: It's like bok choy, but it's not, where it's like got that thick white end, mm-hmm. and then a, tapering up to a green mm-hmm. part of it. Very, very tasty. That's good. There's
1: carrot. Lotus root, if you've never had it before, it kind of looks, it's white, mm-hmm. it's crunchy. It'll remind you a little bit in the crunch of a water chestnut. Yeah. Kind of a little bit in the taste as well, but the root naturally has holes in it. It almost looks like it's been swiss cheesed in a pattern. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. I've had it several times before I've had it here in China, just as like a pickled dish or a cold appetizer to a meal. And it is one of my favorite foods. I regarded it as something that was very safe at the table. If yes. I was someplace where I wasn't sure what some of the dishes <laughs> were, I knew I could at least chow down on lotus root. It was always good. There are squid. You can get squid. Yes. Now, the squid is not the little squidlets like you get at Dim Sum where they have the body and the tiny little tentacles. It's actually pieces of squid that yes. are crosshatched.
0: More like the body where it's had these uh, hatch marks cut into it. And if you let it go too long, it'll start to curl up and turn inside out and look really weird and funny. <laughs>
1: Sheila threw it in her hot pot the first time and forgot about it. And then she fishes it out. She's like, "Ooh, is this something that was in the broth to flavor it? No, we think it's squid. Are you sure? No, really, we think it's squid. She I takes did it. Do it.
0: There was like a little rubber band that tasted like chicken. Yeah, it's, yeah, squid. it's
1: squid. So if you're going to throw the squid in the hot pot, keep a close eye on it. Fish it out right away. You don't want to overcook your squid. That's like the only rule to cooking squid. Whatever you do to it, don't overcook it. Other, mm-hmm. other than that, you can do almost anything to it. There's prawns. Prawns? The prawns? Shrimp. <laughs>
0: yes, are still... Intact. Yes. They they're have whole. their eyes, their head, their claws, and their they, legs, And everything. they are
1: raw. They are gray. If you have somebody who's kind of squeamish, they may not want to eat the shrimp, though. They're like, oh, let's order the shrimp! Because you have to rip the head and the tails and the, the legs off. But they're really good.
0: I accidentally, the first time I did it, I was poking at it and it, its brain started oozing out. Like, I poked it in its brain.
1: <laughs> That's one of our hot pot quotes. I poked it in the brain. And I like the the squid, I'm sorry. I like the shrimp in hot pot. It's one mm. of those things like tofu that it absorbs a little bit more flavor of the broth than some of the other foods that go into it. So I've I've become a fan of the shrimp. When we order it, Sheila usually eats most of the shrimp because she's a shrimpy fan. Everybody has one or two and they decide it's too much effort to peel it, whereas she's more and then than happy I go to eat the, the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. There's that. That's about it for seafood. It's really squid, shrimp. I don't believe there's any fish. I think they have fish balls. And fish balls are not what you think. It's like a fish meatball, but we've never really ordered it. There are trying to think, noodles. There are a Noody variety noodles. of noodly noodles you can get and throw into the hot pot. There's glass noodles, which are the clear, thin noodles. They're mm-hmm. almost like a vermicelli. Mm-hmm. When you throw those in, keep an eye on them. They cook very quickly. And if you don't grab them right away, they're going to disintegrate when you go to pull other things out of your hot pot. They cause hot pot debris, so to speak. I don't mind it. I like having them mixed in with other foods, but it does annoy some other people who happen to dine with us, one of which I'm looking at right now.
0: Hmm. I prefer to throw all my noodles into the little basket and dip it in and let them cook and let them sit in the basket so Mm -hmm. that I can fish them all out at once instead of having them just kind of go... Mm -hmm higgledy piggly all over the
1: place. And they have a thicker um, Shanghai-style noodle. But the, the noodle there that I think has become the group favorite is the spinach noodles. Yes,
0: that's delicious.
1: They, we've had them a couple times now, and they're a little bit thinner than like a Shanghai noodle, but thicker than the glass noodle, the vermicelli. They're about the size of a thin spaghetti, and they're made of spinach. And I don't know what it is about them, but between the texture and the taste, they go really well with everything at Hot Pot. They go well with the sauces and the broths and everything. So if you're going to go to Rolling Pot, I really recommend getting the spinach noodles. What else are we leaving off the menu that we've had? And we said, oh, that was good, or oh, we're never ordering that again. I don't know.
0: I guess we could talk about the... how the buffet is laid out. You talked a bit about the sauce Mm -hmm. bar. Um, There's also a cold, like, butcher case that kind of has the stuff on display for the cold meats, Mm -hmm. like the, the raw meats. There's also this... A beverage cart that has the two liters of pop
1: if you order pop, and they have a, a like a dispenser like the old school movie theater ones where it would constantly be percolating the juices. They have oh, yeah. that for tea. They have like a cold um, green honey tea. It's yeah. really good.
0: And there's also and that's all
1: uh, serve yourself.
0: There's also a dessert little buffet thing, and they have the uh, the glutinous little lotus paste balls that yum. That are pretty tasty, but they're they're a lot smaller than the ones you usually get at dim sum. The ones you get at dim sum are generally about the size of your fist. The ones you get at hot pot are probably as big as a ping pong ball. I mean, yeah, about a golf ball size. Yeah, they're not very big. The
1: ones you get at the bakery down the the way are a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're there. They're part of the bill. If you want something sweet after your meal, they really fit the bill for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I, I enjoy them.
0: They also have like the little sugared donuts
1: mm-hmm. and... Uh... Sometimes they put little cakes out. Yeah. Really, the dessert bar isn't much to write home about. You're not going to go there for dessert. The feature of the place is the hot pot and that's what mm-hmm. they really devote their time to, which is fine by me. Exactly. Because they provide such a great variety of food to throw into that, that boiling mess. I'm perfectly content with that. Now, as you, you eat, this will take a while. You can adjust the temperature... Down on the um, the side of the table, you can adjust it if it's boiling too much or not boiling enough for you. But eventually, your pot's going to start to uh, boil dry. Don't worry, they will come out with pitchers to refresh your hot pot, so you have more liquid in there to keep going if you're going to be there longer. Yeah.
0: They come around with like this pitcher of vegetable stock that they kind of like mm-hmm. top you off with.
1: Now, for our vegetarian friends, I really cannot tell you what stocks. On, or broths on the menu have meat bases and which ones don't, I would recommend talking to them first and finding out what doesn't have meat.
0: I think the winter melon is I think is the winter is melon is, safe
1: is good for As that. far as
0: vegetarianism goes. And there's plenty of vegetables to whip into your oh, yeah. boiling pot of action.
1: If, as long as we, and we'll try to confirm this the next time we go, if you, we know there are vegetable broths on the menu. This is a very vegetarian friendly restaurant because yeah. you're doing all the cooking yourself nothing's going to come in contact with meat unless you want it to exactly so
0: and i think that it's pretty vegetarian friendly because there are some sects of buddhism that are strict vegetarians mm-hmm. like they don't even really need want to hurt plants but they have to to survive
1: mm-hmm. as far as portions go it is all you can eat if you finish off a certain serving of something in your table once more they will they have slips they give you of the same little menu section you had in the beginning that you can fill out to order more so it looks almost like a little golf cart mm-hmm. And if you want more noodles or more dumplings or whatever, you just check it mm-hmm. off and flag down one of the waiters or take it up to them, and they'll bring out more of what you checked off. Mm-hmm. They will feed you until you burst, or I believe some days they have time limits. You can only be there for like two or three hours. Maybe. That's probably to prevent people from sitting there all day. Yeah. You know, you get some teenage boy in there who eats for 12 hours, that could ruin the place. But
0: Speaking of which, when you're looking at your other diners around you, their clientele, it seems like it's mostly young teenage Asians. Yeah, I
1: actually I noticed that. There's
0: a lot of young people whereas like dim sum you'll have like a cross section of the Asian community and a probably t- 10% a visible minority of white people that are either there because they like they like dim sum or because they have relations either through marriage or whatever or friendship with Asian people. It seems like shabu shabu the at rolling pot it seems like it's a very, very young crowd, yeah. and they happily go between English and their dialect of Chinese. Um, it seems like there's a lot of Hindi people that seem to go there. Yeah, i have seen that. more than a few of them there. Um, the staff has okay English skills. They can get by. You'll be okay. Cause they seem more
1: of... shy than anything else. Yeah. I know the first trip was traumatic for them and us, because I walked in and said, oh my God, this is nothing like what I had in China, and from there I was of no use. Right. And we really struggled to to get what we wanted, figure out how to get what we wanted.
0: Well, the other thing, too, is one of our diners, our friend Rick, has a peanut allergy. He has an allergy to all nuts, tree nuts and ground nuts. So we're like, okay, him, he can't have nuts. And they were actually able to understand that. And they made an effort to say, okay, at the sauce bar, he should not have this. Yeah, Everything else is okay. If you're going to order this on the menu, make sure he doesn't have it. Everything else is okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Which the uh, one dish, the broth that John ordered, did have peanuts in yeah, it. So the John, satay. The satay, yes. That's what it was. The satay. Poor John, he had to have like separate chopsticks to pull everything off the plate so he didn't accidentally cross-contaminate Rick and kill him. Mm-hmm. So, But it's more that I think they're shy than they're... Um, their English isn't very good, because they've yeah. really communicated very well with us when we've been there. But you're right. I've noticed the clientele, every time we've been there, has either been younger people or families, young families. Very young families. Very young families, which it's adorable to watch a three-year-old eat hot pot. Yeah, it is. So that's, that's very cute. But the food, I would give the place two thumbs up. Definitely. I would rate it on the culinary adventure scale closer to a three and a half or four.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's different, but one of the nice things is you can identify everything mm-hmm that it is. Whereas with dim sum, you're like, well, it's got, the main ingredient is this, but I don't really know what else is in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I might not be able to identify everything else that's in it. But with hot pot, you can very easily identify, even if you have like a very Western Mm palate, okay, that's beef, that's chicken, that's a vegetable, you know, it's just a different interface Mm -hmm. to enjoying it.
1: And I would say on a scale of the Aaron scale of how portions are, it's definitely a five because they will continue to feed you until you've, you've had enough. You explode. Um, I would say it's a pretty healthy meal, too, because you're boiling your food. Nothing is very greasy unless you decide to throw in nothing but red meat into your, your pot. You have a lot of vegetables you can mix in there, and you're eating slowly. And because you're eating slowly, your brain's going to get the message sooner, hey, I'm full. Which is one of our western downfalls is we will shovel food in as quickly as possible and our brains don't get the signals fast enough from the stomach to say, hey, I'm full, idiot, stop eating. Mm. So we just naturally overeat all the time with this because you're eating at a more leisurely pace and enjoying the conversation. You're going to get the message sooner that you're full and you're not going to overeat. Yeah. And that is something that is, yeah, we're, we're two fat chicks, but we're still trying to be a little health conscious and you shouldn't stuff yourself unnecessarily unless you know, it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. Exactly. So I love the place. It's one of probably, probably is my favorite Asian cuisine. That and Peking duck. Yeah. I can't get enough of those. I'm desperate for some good roast Peking duck. We need to hunt that down soon in Markham.
0: Yeah. If anybody has any comments, suggestions, places that we should check out, mm-hmm. definitely email us. The email address will be provided at the end of the show.
1: Yes, definitely. If you know another hot pot restaurant that's really good in the area, I'm more than willing to try it out. I'm not married to any particular restaurant. I'm just impressed with Rolling Pot because we tried it once. We liked it. We went back. We liked it. They've been really nice to us every time we've been there. Good variety, fresh foods. Nothing's ever been bad or dirty or anything like that. So it's it's yeah, a good place. Definitely. And it's something that most people have never tried. We'll catch you next episode. Thanks for listening. This has been Zvi Fat Chicks. Have a great day.
0: We hope you enjoyed the Zvi Fat Chicks podcast. Please add us as a friend on MySpace and or Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can email us at zvifatchicks at com. That's Z-W-E-I-F-A-T-C-H-I-C-K-S at com. Our theme music is Hot Swing by Kevin McLeod, and we hope that you have a great day.